Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Hey everybody, welcome back to American Uck Radio. This is Mike Phillip and uh, well, the hits just keep coming. I've got more good news for you today. I'm very excited. Um <laughs> And another lady reached out to me from Oregon. She has been listening to the show, and uh, she wants to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, I had reached out to some different people in her area, and a pastor got back to me this morning, and uh, he's very excited to speak with her. And we had a really good conversation and over and over again, uh, God just keeps leading uh, me to the perfect situation for people that reach out through this broadcast. So, I mean, don't tell me that you can't do anything. Don't tell me that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm insignificant. I'm, you, you know, I'm stuck here. I've got this job. I've got this going on. I've got that going on. No, God can use you. God can use you. If he can use somebody like me, he can use you. Trust me. He he is so good. And uh, praise the Lord. Uh, there, there's the uh, the farmer down in Michigan over in the American Arc Radio chat room. He is listening in right now from the great state of Michigan. Lord Jesus, pre- please protect the farmer from Gretchen Whitmer. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise God. I... Uh, I have a, a study that I want to go through with you today. We're going to be going into uh, a couple of different books. We're going to be looking at uh, Job and Jonah. We're going to be we're going to be going doing kind of a deep dive into the books of Jonah and Job. A lot of misunderstanding about the book of Job. A lot and Jonah, for that matter. Uh, people grow up. They go to Sunday school. They know that. Jonah was swallowed by a fish, and uh, 
was spit out. They know that Job, you know, he he got uh, beat up in life pretty bad, and then uh, his friends dished on him. But I went into prayer this morning, and uh, I, I spent uh, about a half an hour with God, uh, just talking to him and asking him to give me a word for somebody out there today, or several people. And uh, then at about 10.30, I sat down and I started writing down scriptures, and uh, it just started flooding in. I, I call it getting the download. I call it getting the download. You know, we're supposed to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Well, I want to impart the daily bread to you today. I want us to... Uh, Eat the, the, the bread of life, every word that proceedeth from the mouth of the Father. And so I've, I've talked quite a bit on this show about how that I can preach Jesus from anywhere in the Bible because it's all about him. And he is the author and the finisher. Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. So if you're not looking for Jesus in the book of Job, you're not going to figure it out. And I did have a little bit of inspiration uh, because I was already thinking about this because uh, my good buddy Dudley uh, down in Louisiana uh, sent me a verse last night from the book of Job. And uh, he said, you've probably seen this before, but it really jumped out at me. And I said to Dudley, no, actually, I don't recall seeing that one, but it's fantastic. Thank you. And then I started thinking about the book of Job and uh, I went into prayer this morning. And you know the book of Job is about Christ and the church? That's, that's what it's about. That is what it's about. And I'm going to show you that today. I'm going to show you that today. Uh, and I prayed this morning that his word would go forth with power and that hearts would be touched. Praise the Lord. Uh, America and Canada, the world really doesn't have a problem with trannies and uh, abortion. And, um, you know, I, I heard uh, there was an interview with a lady the other day. She was talking about how alien, demonic, interdimensional beings are uh, taking over. And it's like, <laughs> no, our biggest problem, they are a problem. Devils are a problem. Let's put it that way. But our biggest problem is flesh. It's flesh. It's, it's, I've told people, if you want to know who your biggest enemy is, go look in the mirror because, um, I live in one of these things. I, I know what my flesh will do if I don't put it down, if I don't pray, if I don't seek God, if I don't, uh, build an altar in the morning and go before him and ask him for wisdom and to put words in my mouth. And, and uh, you know, without that, I would be just another talking head online, angry about this and that and the other thing. And frankly, there's there's a lot of that out there. I mean, just, just you know, you could listen to 50,000 podcasts today and they'd all be talking about the same thing. Uh, angry at Democrats, angry at open borders, angry at uh, trannies and, and blah, blah, blah. Did you know um, there was there is a uh, person just recently uh, uh, they, they were with somebody that I've been praying for a very long time and they were identifying as a trans person, okay? And they ended up going to... Now, this person had a very tragic life, horrible, horrible. I, I, I was hearing a little bit about it and 
apparently this person uh, is an adult now, but when they were between the ages of four and six, uh, their their father was giving them uh, methamphetamine, right? And so what do you expect them to grow up like? What do you expect them to be? Amen? And this person, uh, this trans person, didn't want to go murdering people. They didn't want to go shooting up schools. They just, uh, they had been uh, beaten down by the world and by flesh. And, and But I'll tell you what, grace came along to them. Grace came in. And they ended up going to a oneness Pentecostal church with the other person I'm talking about. And God filled them with the Holy Ghost. Filled them with the Holy Ghost. They spoke in an unknown tongue. So, uh, those of you out there who are are jumping up and down and screaming about transgenderism, yeah, well, maybe some of them are entering the kingdom of God before you. And I'll tell you what else. If, if, if we're supposed to have the light of Jesus in us, um, if you go screaming and jumping up and down and getting angry at people because of how they live and how they act, well, what do you expect the world to do? And how are they going to get out of that without the word of God coming to them? Amen. How are they going to get, how are they going to hear the word of God if, if somebody that's not, that's full of the Holy Ghost doesn't come and by grace give them the plan of salvation? Amen. You should listen to me because I have a Holy Ghost radio hat on and a Jesus is my general shirt. I'm just kidding. That's not why. Uh, God has given me a very special anointing. I was talking to this pastor in Oregon this morning, and he said to me, he said, you know, you are not the first person that's reached out to me from somewhere else far away that has uh, done something online and somebody heard it in our locality and ended up coming to our church and being born of the water and spirit. He said, we're seeing a lot of this. Amen. So God has this this network of people who through, uh, you know, whether it's Rumble or TikTok or it's uh, even YouTube or, or uh, you know, Mojo 50 WBN324. Uh, there, there's, a, there's an army of the dry bones that, that we were lost. I, I was lost. I was, I was a prodigal son. I left my father's house and I went out into the world and thought that I would have fun for a while and found out that, uh, no, no, that's not where it's at. And, uh, there, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, are lost and are being found. And, and so, um, I have a mandate from heaven and, uh, God has put a mantle on me despite myself and uh, praise God, I'm going to run with it. I am going to run with it. And uh, now, now it's in Oregon. I need to uh, get a map and and uh, start marking down all the states where God has led people to church to be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. So far, we've got uh, we've got BC in Canada. We've got Alberta. We have uh, New Brunswick, Canada, where, where we sent a girl to be baptized in Jesus' name. We've got Tennessee, Oklahoma, Missouri, Alabama, um, 
And there's more. There's more. Uh, I just can't think of them all off the top of my head. But uh, I, I don't. I don't care about the headlines. I don't care about the news. And frankly, I don't care what the kingdoms of this world do because I'm in a higher kingdom and I have a higher purpose. And we can wake everybody up to the World Economic Forum all day, but that's not going to set people free from sin. And quite frankly, a lot of times, what it does is causes a lot of sorrow and anger and feelings of helplessness. And uh, I want you to live life more abundantly. I want you to have eternal life. I don't want you sitting around uh, waiting for some rapture. I want you to get in the field and work. I want your, your vessel, this clay vessel that you're made of, to have the spirit of life, the Holy Ghost, breathed into it and ignite you to want to go forth in power. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you think you are. It's what God can do through you, which frankly is anything. There's no limit to him. That's what I've learned over the last little while. I I see God moving every day over and over again, doing wonderful, amazing things. And that's really all I want to work towards because that's all I think matters, to be quite honest with you. Uh, once in a while, we'll talk about politics on this show. I'm not above it. It's it's not a thing where uh, there's none of us that just prays and reads the Bible continually all day, every day. Uh, we have, you know, family and friends that we talk to. But when the opportunity to witness and to expound the word of God and feed somebody the bread of life comes up, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to to be. Turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to be reading from a King James Bible. Praise the Lord. God has led us to another soul that wants to be saved and and, and walk and, and worship God in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh <laughs> Praise God. We're going to be going into the book of Jonah after this, but I want to establish a couple of things before we do that. Jesus actually talked about this. Now, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, the scriptures are about him. Everything was made by him and for him. Jesus is the Father. He's the Son. He's the Holy Ghost. He's the beginning. He's the ending. He's the Alpha, the Omega, Jehovah Jireh, uh, the I Am, uh, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is in him bodily. That is what the Apostle Paul said to the church at Colossae. And in Hebrews, he said that he is the express image of his person. And Job knew that. Did you know that Job was a one God uh, guy himself? I'm going to show you that too in the book of Job. But we're going to start with the sign of Jonah. And you say to yourself, well, that book of Jonah, that was about a guy that got swallowed by a fish. Well, no, it was actually, uh, it was about Jesus and the salvation that would come. And it was about the church. And it was also about baptism. It was also about baptism and the uh, the empowering uh, spirit of the Holy Ghost and how that, that salvation would be preached to the Gentiles. Amen. And so you can glean all of these things anywhere you go in your Bible. And if you start to look for that, then you will understand the Word of God. There's a lot of people reaching around 
uh, and they kind of stunt their own growth, uh, parking on man-made doctrine. And if you if you park yourself on traditions of men or doctrines that came along after the apostles that they did not teach, you're just not going to go very far. I want to go further. Amen. I never want to uh, wake up one morning and think that I've got it all put away and that I don't need to study anymore and I don't need to ask God for wisdom or to open up his word to me. And that has been, frankly, the best part for me out of all this is uh, seeing people get saved and seeing people walk into the kingdom and leave darkness, but also... Uh, I I have to I I've got to get up every day and get into deep prayer and get into the Word of God and prepare a study to do for two hours every day and I'm not following some prepackaged Bible study that I bought online or downloaded or something like that. No, I have to go and get it myself. And so uh, you can do that too. You can, Amen. And it took me a long time to get to this point, but. The more you practice with the sword, the better you'll be with it. Amen. It's like training for anything else. And the word of God is a double-edged sword. There are a lot of people out there that are unskillful with it. They don't know how to use it. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's Mel045. Mel, did you get my email? Did you get my email, Mel? I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited for you, God. God is get. I, I prayed for you yesterday. I know that I left my microphone off at the end of the show, but I saw your comment to pray for a place for you to go. God brought you. God, God led me to somebody for you. God led me to somebody for you, Mel. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Let's say a quick word of prayer that God would open up the scriptures. Amen. And uh, life would be poured out. And power. I want the word of God to go forth with power, not just with words. Amen. This isn't a TED talk. This is not a lecture. This is not, amen. You don't find God by going to university. You don't find uh, wisdom by going to seminary. Amen. You reach out to him. You ask him. Ask him. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Praise the Lord. Yeah, Mel, I sent you an email just a few minutes ago. Uh, well, before I, I went to air. And so there's a very excited guy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> praise the Lord, Mel, we found it. <laughs> oh, she's excited, praise God. All right, Mel, I prayed about it yesterday, and yep, a man called me back today. And Mel, he said this isn't the first time this has happened. He said there's other people that have reached out to them from other parts of the country and far off that somebody uh, found the Acts 2.38 salvation and got the revelation of the oneness of the Godhead and Jesus Christ. And he is very excited to talk to you. So you call that man. He is Pastor. Um, let me see here if I can remember his name. Pastor Scott Haskins in Eugene, Oregon. Praise the Lord. Let's say a quick word of prayer, and then let's get into the bread of life, everybody. Praise God. I, I want to be a blessing to you today, and I want to I be a blessing to the kingdom of my Lord and my God that spilled his blood for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord, I pray, God, that you'd be with us today. I pray, Lord, that your your power and your spirit would go forward. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would touch hearts. I pray that you would open minds. And I pray, Lord, that your word would be a lamp unto our feet, that it would light our path. I pray, God, that you would give us wisdom and open up the hidden treasures of your word and that you would bless your people and love them today. And I pray, God, that that you would lead us to a soul that is tired of sin and tired of the burden of this world and tired of being in bondage to their flesh. And I pray, God, that you'd bring us somebody that would be set free and cleansed and walk in newness of life and in power. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. I'm tearing up a little bit here just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, Mel, I didn't forget you. God didn't forget you. you. You were led here. Praise the Lord. That man wants to talk to you. You give him a call. He's very excited. And uh, thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to shut my phone off. We got a lot of scripture to get through today. And like I said earlier, we're going to be going into Jonah and Job, Jonah and Job. I want to, I want to open up more understanding about the Word of God. Praise the Lord. You can, you can understand things about Vladimir Putin. You can understand things about the World Economic Forum. You can understand things about this or that or the other, and they're not going to fulfill you. They're interesting. I'll give you that. They are interesting, but. You need Jesus. You need life. You need the breath of life in you. You need the bread of life, every word that proceeded from the mouth of the Father. And if you strengthen the inner man and cleanse the inside, the outside will follow. Amen. And you'll see things that you never dreamed of. You will see things that you never dreamed of. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 38. Certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign. We want a sign. I didn't forget you, Mel. He answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. There shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Oh, Okay. Let's see what Jonah was about. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. Praise the Lord. And and the thing that Jesus had said that prompted them to ask him for a sign, right before that, he had just rebuked them. He had just rebuked them. Uh, he gave them an earful. And we, we're going to read this same thing again in Matthew. He said this twice. It's recorded twice in the book of Matthew. And it's also in the gospel of Mark, this exact same thing, I'll give you the sign of the prophet Jonah. So it would behoove us to understand what that's about. And so I got digging into the book of Jonah today 
And uh, wow, did I ever find some neat stuff. You're going to love it. We're going to go right through the book of Jonah. It's only three chapters, but there's some things I want to pull out that show Jesus. And it's not just the book as a whole, but there's hidden little nuggets of wisdom in there that are going to make you say, praise the Lord. That's what I'm all about. (laughs) Praise God. Uh, Right before he said, I'm not going to give you any kind of a sign. Right before that, he said, make the tree good and the fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit. Trees known by the fruit. Fruit on the tree tells you what it is. I want to bear fruit unto righteousness. Jesus said, if we don't bear fruit unto righteousness, uh, the branch that doesn't stay connected to the vine will not bear fruit and it will be cut off. He said that himself. If you want to argue about it, um, You're not arguing with me. He also talked about in the parable of the sower, how that some seed uh, fell into good ground and it sprang up right away. But cares and worries of this life and deceitfulness of riches choked out the word and it became unfruitful. Amen. Cares and worries of this life. Oh, what's going to happen in Ukraine? Oh, what about the border? Oh, what about the petrodollar? That's not going to save you. And I ran on that hamster wheel, not going anywhere for a long time. Then he went on and said, You generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Amen. Whatever comes out of your mouth, that's what's in your heart. Good man. (laughs) Todd, isn't God good? Praise the Lord. Good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Amen. we got to be careful about our words. We have to be careful about what comes out of our mouth. Amen. But I'll tell you what, if the things of God are in your mouth and uh, you stay in the word and you stay feeding on the bread of life and connected to the vine, uh, salvation will come out of your mouth. Healing will come out of your mouth. Edification will come out of your mouth. And once in a while, if it's necessary, a rebuke. But that rebuke better be uh, the Holy Ghost and not your flesh. Amen. We are just about out of time. The sign of Jonah, Matthew 12. Really quick, Matthew 16 before we go to our commercial break. So that's Matthew 12. He says, I'm going to give you the sign of Jonah. Skip ahead a couple pages to Matthew 16, verses 21 through 28. Again, it is recorded a second time in Matthew 16 and uh, 21. Twenty one and uh you know what that was supposed to be Mark that I was looking for. That's okay. Uh Matthew sixteen twenty eight <laughs> Oh sixteen four. Here we go, sixteen four, Matthew sixteen four. Uh, I had 21 through 28 for another point I was going to make down the road. It happens. Matthew 16, the sign of Jonah. 
Remember, we just read this in Matthew 12. He says it again. A wicked and and, and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Amen? Twice. And it's recorded in the book of Mark as well. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do a deep dive into the book of the prophet Jonah. And we're going to get into the book of Job if we have time today. And praise the Lord, if you're out there and you're listening and the word of God is burning in your heart and you feel something that you've never felt before, maybe you're starting to get tears in your eyes and you don't understand, that is the Holy Ghost. That is the word of God going forth with power in in the name of Jesus. That's what you're feeling. And if you want to go further with that, you can hit the contact button at AmericanUckRadio.com. That's AmericanUckRadio.com. Hit the contact button and you can reach out to me personally. I will make myself available to you. I'll get on the phone with you. I'll email you. I don't care. This is what I do. And I love my job. (laughs) All right, let's get over to our commercial break. (laughs) I know. I can be kind of a kind of a goofy guy sometimes. Praise the Lord. Speaking of which, tomorrow with Greg Meekin, we're thinking of doing opposite day. What would it sound like if I was a liberal? Maybe we'll see. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. We'll be back after this. Wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared. 
with emergency food and supplies. From preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> we dare. We dare. say the world's most underrated radio shows american Uck radio this guy mike phillip is brilliant i listen to him every day love your show i, I really do i'm a huge fan thank you for doing what you're doing american Uck radio And we just read right before the break how that Jesus in the 16th chapter of Matthew uh, said, I'm going to, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh a sign. No sign's going to be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah back in chapter 12. He said, For as Jonah was uh, three days in the, in the fish, uh, uh, the Son of Man's going to go into the heart of the earth for three days. Now, he just said, this is what I'm going to do. Now, I want to point out something else to you, very interesting, in Matthew 16. While we're here, if you skip over to verse 21, uh, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer. He had to do it. He had to suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. Now, he didn't expound that to the Pharisees and scribes. He just said, I'm going to give you the sign of the prophet Jonah. Then he explained it more in depth to his disciples. But Peter took him and began to rebuke him, 
saying, be it far from thee, O Lord, this shall not happen. Oh, no, you're not going to die. Oh, no, God would never do that. Well, Jesus had just given Peter the keys, said he was going to give him the keys to the kingdom right before that. And he also said, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee. He just said, man, you, you've got a real good blessing there. Spirit has revealed my identity to you. Well, now, Peter, whether he was on his high horse because of that or got a little pride, and <laughs> Jesus just told me I'm pretty awesome in front of all the rest of these 11 guys. Well, then now, he turned and said to Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. And then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake, he shall find it. Amen. A little foreshadowing of the book of Job there where we're going to get into it. Turn with me to the book of Jonah, the prophet Jonah that Jesus has just now said twice, two separate occasions in the book of Matthew, I'm going to give the sign of Jonah. Remember, this is all about him. Now, <clears throat> you've got to dig deep into some of these scriptures and you will find really awesome little nuggets of truth. And that's what I like doing and Frankly, I, 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 you know, I used to get up in the morning and I would start going over news headlines for topics for American Rock Radio for the day. And it, just, it was the same crap over and over again. And I've told people that whatever you're mad about now, give it 15 minutes. Praise the Lord. Knowing and understanding the news and, the, and the, all that stuff doesn't edify. It doesn't build you up. Uh, in a lot of cases, it just brings strife and anger and divides families. And 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 for what? Amen? And so, praise the Lord. The gospel will divide families, too. I will say that, though. Um, Jonah, chapter 2. I want to start off with uh, something amazing here. Verse 8. And this lends to what I was saying before here. And, and the thumbnail, if you notice today, was a preacher preaching in a church and there's a guy in a MAGA hat and he's 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 not paying attention to the gospel he's looking at his phone I I don't preach to a lot of liberals I I I wish I I hope I do actually um but most of the people that I uh have listening to me are are you know conservative types amen and being a conservative is not going to get you in heaven. Amen? Being a conservative is, uh, praise the Lord. Oh, I'm getting text messages here. <laughs> oh, I just got a text. A guy in BC reached out to Brad, my friend Brad, and said, Hey, were you on Mike Phillips' show? Praise the Lord. If you're the guy in BC that reached out to Brad... Thank you for watching. Praise the Lord. I hope you got your Bible out. Uh, Jonah chapter 2 and verse 8. And I want you to think about this. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. They that observe lying vanities 
forsake their own mercy. See, it's what you observe. It's what you pour your time into. It's where your heart is. They that observe lying vanities are forsaking their own mercy. And that's in the religious world as well. Verse 9, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. The sacrifice of praise. Paul talked about this. He was quoting Jonah. I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And at that point, when he said salvation is of the Lord, he came out of the water. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited Jonah upon the dry land. Praise God. And when Jonah came up out of the water... That's when his ministry began, which was to go and preach repentance to Gentiles. Nineveh. So let's go through this story. We don't have a whole lot of time left because, you know, I'm a, I'm a wordy guy, I guess. And I burn up a lot of time, but uh, I prayed this morning and I... I prayed that God would take my heart and my tongue and my mind and speak to somebody out there and give them a word of knowledge. Praise Lord. The witness of the Spirit. That's what I want. Chapter 1, the book of Jonah. We're reaching around in here. We're looking for salvation. I preach Acts 2.38. Jesus said he was going to give Peter the keys to the kingdom. Peter released those keys, the keys to the kingdom. Repent, die, be baptized in Jesus' name, be buried, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Rise again. And we see this pattern all the way throughout the book. All right? I've had people say to me, no, that's not, no, no, no. Well, then why did they say that? Was that wrong? Were they wrong? Are you going to correct the apostles? Do you know that the apostles' names are written on the 12 foundations of the New Jerusalem? Meaning that their teaching that Jesus gave them by the Holy Ghost was the foundation of the new kingdom, of the new Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. I guess a lot of people know better than uh, Peter and the Apostle Paul and James and John and Andrew. Chapter 1, Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. Amen. The wickedness of America, the wickedness of Canada, is coming up before him right now. Amen. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, you go and tell them, Mike, because he's not willing that any should perish. Amen. You are here by the grace of God right now to hear salvation. Grace brings salvation. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Then what happened? He got the plan of the ark and he went through the water. Now we're going to look for that pattern here. Because it's all the way through the book. But Jonah, he didn't want to do that. He rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. Found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He hid from the presence of the Lord, just like 
Adam and Eve in the garden hid from the presence of the Lord. Amen? Just like yesterday, we were reading about that wicked king who sent his wife in disguise to go to the prophet to get a word. And (laughs) you can't hide from God. You can't do it. He knows where you are. He knows where you're at. And he knows where you've been. Amen? But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. There was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God. Amen. He ca- they, they cried every man to his God. They all had different gods. And they cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship where he lay and was fast Asleep, Jesus was in a ship with his disciples in a storm and he went to sleep and they had to wake him up to calm the water. You're going to find that same pattern in the book of Jonah. Amen. Jesus said that the script search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are that which testify of me. This is testifying of Jesus. And if you look for that, you'll understand your Bible. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us and we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. I don't even know where to start. There's so many parallels here to Jesus and what he did. So, we're in verse 8. We're in uh, the first chapter of Jonah and we're going to we're going to get through this and then we're going to go into the book of Job and do the same thing. Then they said to him, "Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is your occupation? What's your job? What do you do?" And whence comest thou? What's your country? And what people are you? He said to them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven. Amen. The Lord is the God of heaven. He's talking about Jesus. Praise the Lord. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. There he just said that Jesus made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he told them. Amen. So now they know why this is happening because this guy tried to hide from God and shirk his responsibility. And so Jonah is going to have to uh, be born again, so to speak. He said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Praise the Lord. You know, it could be you that can take the storm out of the lives of your family and friends and loved ones. Don't hold back. Don't hide from God. Let your light shine. Amen. Go forth in power. You have access to it. Praise God. Mel is walking into power. Praise God. And so, nevertheless, they didn't want to do that. They did not want to throw them overboard. 
Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to land, but they could not, for the sea was rot and was tempestuous against them. Bo says, that shirt you got is sweet. Where'd you get it? Uh... Let Jesus lead the way. It's Jesus is my general. You can buy these at my website, Bo. Jesus is my general. There you go. You can get those at AmericanHawkRadio.com. And so, um, they rode harder. They tried. They didn't want to throw this guy into the ocean. Finally, they gave up. Wherefore, they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee. Let us not perish for this man's life lay not upon us innocent blood for thou O Lord has done as it pleased thee so they took up Jonah and again I could preach on that for an hour easily they see they just there's so many parallels and once you start looking at things with the spirit and revelation of Jesus Christ it all starts coming out it doesn't matter where you go we just happen to be in Jonah today because that's where he led me after this we're going to go to Job so they took Jonah and cast him forth into the sea and the sea ceased from her raging then the men feared the Lord exceedingly. Then they were really afraid because this prophet said, throw me in the ocean. They did, and the storm immediately stopped. Amen. What manner of man is this, the apostle said, when Jesus calmed the storm? That he can even calm the wind and the waves. That's power. See, it just keeps... <laughs> The, uh, the the parallels just keep coming up, right? Because it's about Jesus. That's how you have to read your Bible. Look for Jesus in the Old Testament. You'll understand it. Look for the gospel. Now, the Lord had prepared. Uh, then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Amen. They made a sacrifice at that time. Amen. Salvation came to these men even through Jonah's disobedience. You see how that works? Praise God. If, he, if God has his hand on your life and he is steering you and guiding you, uh, <laughs> there's just nothing you can do about it. Praise the Lord. Uh, Judas was disobedient and he still fulfilled the word. Wasn't good for him. Amen. That's, and that's the thing you need to understand about the world around you. People that are fighting God, they're still fulfilling his word. The wicked and the just have the rain fall on them. Amen. And, and so it, it just, you might as well get on board. You might as well be born of the water and the spirit because whether you uh, get thrown into the lake of fire or you go on to eternal life, he already said that's going to happen. You have a choice. Amen. If you seek him, he will have mercy on you. Praise the Lord. Now, the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights, just like Jesus was in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. And he used this example, and he told the Pharisees, twice on two separate occasions that's the sign i'm going to give you amen and there are still pharisees today saying that that did not happen amen there's a uh there's a very popular 
a guy named Leo Zagami. Leo Zagami is this super secret Q clearance Vatican insider ex Illuminati, and he goes on different shows. Uh, he's been on Infowars going back probably 15, 10 years. Uh, and he's, uh, he, 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 uh, has a very heavy Italian accent. He talks uh, like this. Uh, and I heard him, uh, one time saying uh, that, uh, that uh, Jesus uh, did not die uh, and he did not arise again. I have been uh, to the grave of uh, Jesus. He, he, they, they stole away his uh, body and he escaped and he, uh, married a uh, Mary Magdalene. Uh, and, and, uh, I'm thinking to myself, Patriots, if you think, that these guys are all Christians and that you need to listen to them because I saw it on Infowars or I saw it on whatever. Amen. If you can be deceived, you will. I don't care if it's some super secret clue clearance, Vatican insider ex-Illuminati that has five books out. Praise the Lord. I've seen it over and over again. Amen. Guys that are very popular. In top secret super, you know, I predicted this years ago. How'd you know? Well, I went out to Peru and I went on ayahuasca and these beings of light told me. Oh, yeah? Careful where you're getting your information. Be not deceived. If you can, you will. You be careful just because somebody's a conservative and claims to be a Christian as to what's coming out of their mouth. And I don't mean to dish on Leo Zagami. I used to like him. But when I heard that, I thought, whoa, that's the devil. That's a lie. If Christ did not die and rise again, we are of most men, of all men, most miserable. Praise the Lord. Of course he did. He rebuked Peter for saying that he wouldn't. I don't know where these guys are getting their... Anyway, chapter 2, then Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God, out of the fish's belly, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, and cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Praise God. The Ninevites worshipped the same God that the Philistines did, Dagon. And Dagon, at one time, was said to be the father of Baal. Dagon, in some cultures, was a fish god. Some known to be a uh, god of agriculture. Amen. There's old hieroglyphics of Dagon, this fish god. And so, praise the Lord. He went down into the belly of the fish in the likeness of sin. Amen. For thou cast me... Into the deep, in the midst of the sea, and the floods come past me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward the holy temple. Praise the Lord. And we're going to finish up with this on the other side because we have a network break coming up. And uh, yeah, Bo, if you want to get one of these Jesuses, my general t-shirts, you can get them on AmericanUckRadio.com or you can go to JesusIsMyGeneral.org. That is an initiative that Sergeant Rob Kogel, who uh, attends Pastor Nathaniel Rios' church in Oxford, Mississippi, uh, has put together and they made these t-shirts and they were kind enough to send me one. So 
any of you, if you want to, you know, the, 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 uh, this shirt has given me an opportunity to witness. I was standing in a hardware store one time, and I was wearing this shirt, and there was a guy behind me. And you know when somebody's looking at you and you can feel their eyes kind of bore in India? I turned around and there was this guy and he was a muscly dude. Like he was tight. You could tell that this was, uh, he was built to work. And he had a big beard. He had like a big Moses beard. And he goes, I like your shirt. And I said, (laughs) he said, that's cool that you're not afraid to say the name of Jesus in public and wear it like that. And I said, I am not ashamed of Jesus. I'll talk about him anywhere to anybody at any time because he's done great things for me. We got to go to our network break. But when we get back, we're going to get back into the story of Jonah. And uh, I don't even know if I'm going to have time to get into Job today, but we'll try. Back with American Ock Radio after this. This is nearer, my God, to thee by the mighty clouds of joy. You know, I like the old songs. I like them because back in the country, my grandfather was my pastor, and many days when they were getting ready to have that old revival meeting. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. Police in Nashville have released about two minutes of edited surveillance video from the scene of Monday's deadly school shooting. Correspondent Rita Foley with what's on that video. The video shows the shooter's car driving up to the school. Children can be seen playing on swings in the background. Then an interior view shows glass doors to the school being shot out and the attacker ducking through one of the shattered doors. The shooter walks through a school corridor holding a gun with a long barrel and goes into a room labeled church office, then comes back out. In the final part of the footage, the shooter can be seen walking down another long corridor with the gun drawn. The person is not seen interacting with anyone else on the video, and the footage has no sound. I'm Rita Foley. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is pouring cold water on a proposal to end the use of force authorization that allowed the U.S. to invade Iraq. Bob Agnew reports from Capitol Hill. A bill that would revoke separate authorizations, one for Kuwait, the other Iraq, is gaining support from both parties and in both chambers of Congress. Senator McConnell is not among the supporters. In a statement Tuesday, the GOP leader said, quote, Our terrorist enemies aren't sunsetting their war against us, and when we deploy our service members in harm's way, we need to supply them with all the support and legal authorities that we can. McConnell has also raised concerns about Iran's growing presence in Iraq. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. A federal judge ruled that former Vice President Mike Pence will have to testify before a grand jury probing efforts by President Trump and his allies to change the results of the 2020 election. According to sources, Mr. Pence would not have to answer questions about his actions on January 6, 2021. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 37 points, the Nasdaq dropped 52, the S&P lower by 6. More at townhall.com. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. 
Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-511-3026-800-511-3026-800-511-3026-800-511-3026 After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Here we go. Hour two of American Out Radio. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. America Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio on Mojo 50 WBN 324. And the Stu Peters Network, I'm Mike Phillip and... Uh, we uh, started out in hour one, uh, Jesus twice in Matthew 12 and Matthew 16 told them, I'm going to give you the sign of Jonah, the sign of Jonah. See, this is all about him. And that's why we're getting into the book of Jonah, because it's over and over again, the pattern of salvation. Amen. And he had to go in the water, didn't he? Just like Jesus had to get baptized, he said, thus uh, becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Amen. John came baptizing. Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets by submitting himself as a man fully to the spirit that was in him. And that's what being a Christian is. It's submitting to the spirit, not walking after your flesh. Amen. And you'll get better at it as time goes on. And how you do that is through, uh, well, first you got to repent and be born of the water and the spirit. Amen. And, and repentance looks different for different people. Amen. There's people that need to repent of false doctrine. There's people that need to repent of uh, sexual sins. There's people that need to repent of, of uh, wrath and rage and violence and uh, witchcraft, things like that. Amen. And so um, whatever it is, 
the Holy Ghost will reveal it to you through the Word. That's what happened to me. I, I grew up in church, but I didn't know who he was until one day I, I was alone and I asked him. I said, Jesus, I, I really don't know who you are. I know you're real, but I, I want to know who you are. Well, he took me and he put me two hours away in a different city and uh, sent a man uh, to teach me a Bible study where I received the revelation of Jesus Christ. Flesh and blood did not give me the revelation. I saw it in the word, the man that was sent. And that was the grace of God. The grace of God was uh, to bring me the actual plan. And there's a lot of people reading their Bibles that can't see it. He hides himself. He does. Amen. Uh, a lot of our listeners have gone to seminary. A lot of our listeners uh, are coming out of churches that don't have any power, that don't have truth. There's lots of them, a lot of them. There's a lot of false prophets out there. And, amen, you can, you can identify a false prophet easily, very easily. Uh, but the Bible tells us how to do it. And so maybe I'll do a show on that one of these days. But Mel, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> Praise God. All right. So uh, where were we here? Yes. Jonah chapter 2. <clears throat> then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. We're in Jonah 2. Verse 4, the waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about, and the weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever, yet thou hast brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. Corruption could not hold him. Death could not hold him. Amen? So you can see Jesus in everything, everything in this book, and that's what it's about. Where my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee into thine holy temple. And there it is. This is what we started with. Verses 8, 9, and 10. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. If you observe lying vanity, you will walk away from your own mercy. Remember what Jesus said? By your own words will you be judged. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that. I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. And at that point, the Lord spake unto the fish and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. He came up out of the water. Jonah came out of the water. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Praise the Lord. When he came out of the water, he was in the will of God and walking after the Spirit. You see how that works? Repent, baptize in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, walking after the Spirit. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. Three days to journey across Nineveh. That's a pretty big city. I bet you I could walk across Edmonton in about a day and a half. Maybe a day. Maybe less. I don't know. 
And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him and covered him in sackcloth and sat in ashes. They believed. They repented. They did something. Belief brought action. Faith is an action. Faith without works is dead. Amen? They went on a three-day fast. Same thing that happened in the book of Esther. Amen? Same thing that happened in the book of Esther. <laughs> Greg's listening. He's, he likes the word exodus. <laughs> Come out from among them and be separate. They believed, and so they did something. They fasted three days. And uh, the king arose from his throne, laid his robe from him, covered it with sackcloth and satin ashes, and it, he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast nor flock taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. Nothing! But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. That's what repentance is. Turning. It's not uh, just saying I'm sorry. It's actually turning, right? Praise the Lord. I, I had some horrible stuff in me until God granted me repentance. And see, this is grace. Grace was that they were slated for destruction, but God sent a man to tell them. And then they did something. That's grace and faith right there. Who can tell, he said, if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not. And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he said he would do unto them and he did it not isn't that amazing god repented god changed his mind they caused god to change their mind he didn't want to kill them he said have i any pleasure at all that the wicked should perish now here's the funny part about this book but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. <laughs> I just I start laughing when I read that because uh, I've actually seen it in the past. You remember when the the story of the prodigal, when the prodigal uh, the prodigal son came home and his older brother was angry because he, he had been saved. That's what this reminds me of. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying that I was yet in my country before I fled unto Tarshish? And here it is. For I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful and slow to anger and of great kindness and repentant thee of evil. He didn't want them to be saved. He didn't want to warn them. 
Do you want Democrats to be saved? Do you want people who are trannies to be saved? Would it make you angry if they repented and God accepted them? Would you be angry if Justin Trudeau repented and was born of the water and the spirit? They need salvation too. Amen. If I could be saved, so can they. How many times have you not told somebody the gospel because secretly you didn't really want them to be saved? Oh, God, forgive us. God, forgive us of that. Praise the Lord. God said, to, and the Lord then said, the Lord, doest thou well to be angry? Does this help you? Amen. Doest thou well to be angry? Uh, think about that when you're sitting at home reading Breitbart or reading about uh, the things that are happening in the world and you're so angry at them. Doest thou well to be angry? Does it help you? Does it do you any good? We're going to stop there with Jonah. Except for the last verse 11. Should not I spare Nineveh, that great city wherein there are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and also much cattle? They were ignorant. They could not discern the right hand and the left. See, now there again, I could preach on that. Couldn't discern between their right hand and their left. Amen. He wants to save the people that we dislike. We are not just here to save people that we personally like or have the same politics as us. Amen. And a lot of times people that we love or like, family members and whatnot, they're going to reject the word. They're gonna. Amen. Happened to Job. It happened to Job. It happened. Jesus said it was going to happen. And that's what we're going to get into next. Amen. <laughs> Matthew 16. Verse 21. Matthew 16 and 21. Turn with me there right now. Actually, verse 26. So we'll start with 25. For whosoever, whosoever will save his life and lose it, shall lose it. If you preserve your life in the world, you will lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will a man give? in exchange for his soul. Now I want you to bear down on this next statement that Jesus said here. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with the angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. According to his works. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes, the last verse of the book of Ecclesiastes, really quick, uh, right after Proverbs and right before Song of Solomon. 
Amen. What did Jesus just say? The Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Well, where else does the Bible confirm that statement? Verses 13 and 14 of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Let me read that one more time. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Let's read what Jesus said in Matthew 17, 27, one, uh, 16, 27, one more time. The Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Amen. Jesus is quoting the writer of Ecclesiastes saying that he is going to judge every man according to their works. He is the God of Solomon. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He has just quoted that passage in Ecclesiastes. That is how you study your Bible. Now, we're going to look at some other things that he said, and then we're going to get into the book of Job. Now, uh, the book of Job is very interesting. A lot of people have a hard time understanding it. I did. I had a hard time understanding Job for a very long time until I got the revelation that it is all about Jesus, and it is all about the new covenant Church, his bride, that's what he always wanted. And there's little nuggets of that all throughout the book of Job. I hear lots of people quoting Job as to how he suffered. But what was the result of that? And how does it correspond with the gospel? Remember, Jesus said, search the scriptures for in them you think you find salvation. Or eternal life, they are that which testify of me. Well, Job did that over and over again. And uh, Dudley, if you're listening, I kind of got going down this road. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, because of talking to Dudley yesterday. If you're listening, Dudley, turn with me to Job chapter 13 really quick, verses 8 through 10. Job 13 8 through 10. You know why I am one God? Because if you secretly believe in more than one, secretly, or persons, he will reprove you. And if he does, it's the best thing that could have happened to you. Amen? Turn with me to Job chapter 13. Job chapter 13, verse 8, or 7. Will you speak wickedly for God and talk deceitfully for him? Will you accept his person? His person? Will you contend for God? Will you accept his person? That's funny. There's a doctrine out there that says God is made up of persons. Job says, will you accept his person? Will you contend for God? Is it good that he should search you out? Or as one man mocketh another, do you mock him? And here it is. Listen to this. He will surely reprove you if you do secretly accept persons with an S. 
That sounds like a doctrine that is in probably 90% of the churches out there, doesn't it? That God is made up of persons. And if you do secretly accept that, he'll reprove you. Amen? That's why I'm here. And I want to bring up another one to you. We're looking for Jesus in the book of Job. (laughs) Mel, that's beautiful. Uh, Job, I want you to turn to chapter 9. Now, this one's really cool. This is really cool. Job chapter 9. Remember, we're looking for Jesus in the book of Job because it's all about him. He said that. Praise the Lord. Job chapter 9 and verse 8. Which alone, talking about God, which alone spreadeth out the heaven... And treadeth upon the waves of the sea. He treadeth upon the waves of the of the sea. Who treaded upon the waves of the sea? Oh, <laughs> praise God! See, you can find Jesus in the book of Job. It's about Him. Praise the Lord. You want another one? Job 23 and verse 9. We're coming up to our commercial break again here. Job 23 and verse 9. Praise the Lord. Here we go. And this is Job talking again. He says, On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself On the right hand that I cannot see him. He hides himself, God, on the right hand. See, they didn't know about Jesus yet. They knew about the right hand of power. Now let's cross-reference this with one of the prophets. Turn with me to Isaiah 45 and 15. We having fun here or what, huh? (laughs) will you contend for his person Isaiah 45 and 15 verily thou art a God that hidest thyself O God of Israel the Savior verily thou art a God that hidest thyself O God of Israel the Savior it was Who's the Savior? The Savior is the God of Israel. Singular. It was Jesus. They were all prophesying of him. Isaiah said, Ha, you hide yourself, O God of Israel, the Savior. Job said in verse 20, chapter 23, verse 9, On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. Praise the Lord. This is all about Jesus. Praise God. Chet Davis uh, down in Alabama, he says, first time I prayed for Joe Biden, it was very difficult. <laughs> but he muscled through. Praise God. Now, we're talking about uh, we're talking about Job, all right? 
Now, I want to bring up a few things about this book because I'm going to show you some neat stuff that God has brought to my attention about this very special man, uh, Job. And, and Isaiah, uh, Ezekiel talked about Job. Remember, we talked about that yesterday. God said to the prophet Ezekiel, though Noah, Daniel, and Job live in a wicked land, I won't spare the sons and daughters and the rest of the land. They will save themselves by their own righteousness. Okay? Now, Book of Job, quick breakdown. He's very wealthy. He's a good man. He loves God. He does the right thing all the time. God allows Satan to take everything away from him. His friends, who are very religious, come along and badger and natter him and dispute doctrine. And uh, they they want to, to uh, cause him more misery than he's already got upon him. And then God shows up and reproves Job. And then he says to his friends, you better have Job pray for you and make a sacrifice because you have not spoken the right things about me. And then he blesses Job and gives him more than he had before. Because Job did not sin against God with his tongue. He did not sin with his mouth. And God said, you have not spoken the right things about me to his friends. And then he blesses them. How does this uh, transfer to Jesus and his gospel? Well, I'm going to show you how right now. Matthew chapter 19, really quick. Keep your finger uh, uh, in a place in the book of Job because we're going to go back there. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 29 is where we're going. And sometimes... When I write down these uh, verses, sometimes I mess up and I have to go back and correct myself live on air. But I didn't do it this time. Matthew chapter 19, verse 29. This is Jesus talking. He says, And everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Praise God. Job stood for his namesake, even though they didn't have the revelation of it at that time. See, it was type and shadow. Uh, the law and the prophets were a type of Christ, a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Amen. So we've got to look for him in there. And this is exactly what happened with Job. He lost everything. Kids, land, property, uh, his wife, amen. He said, you speak as one of the foolish women. She said, curse God and die. He said, get out of my sight, woman. Not exactly. But do you see that in Matthew 19 and 29? And uh, this is spoken of again in Mark chapter 10. Let's jump over there really quick. Mark chapter 10. He basically reiterates the same thing here. Mark chapter 10, <laughs> 29 and 30. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man who hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospel, but he shall receive 
a hundredfold now in this time houses brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Amen. The life of Job, the book of Job is a type of that. Amen. He forsook and lost all. Satan came in and was allowed to take everything from him, and he still spoke the truth, and he received more in his life than he had before. Because the loss of things would not cause him to sin with his mouth. We got to go to our commercial break. And when we get back, it's the last segment of the second hour. And then we're going to get a little deeper into the book of Job and the prophecies of Jesus. We're going to read the first two chapters of Job where people always go. And then we're going to go to the end. Amen. The beginning and the ending. Amen. Let's do it right now. And uh, I have to do these commercial blocks because... I told the radio station that I would. And Mojo 5 has been very good to me. And so, uh, praise God, we got to keep our word. Praise the Lord. I'll be back. There's more after this. And in, in case you haven't noticed, I get a little bit excited when I start having things revealed to me in the word of God. There's just nothing better. We'll be back. There's more Bible study on American Ark Radio after this. up refreshed like you slept on a cloud get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today you deserve it go to mypillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code mojo50 for incredible savings at romica designs we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company much more i'm ron phillips co-owner of romica designs and if you can dream it we can probably make it We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. (laughs) Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared. 
with emergency food and supplies. From preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> we, we dare. dare. Oh, we yeah. dare. Flat Earth, the moon landing, JFK, 5G, Biden won the election. <laughs> hey, lovelies, does anyone have any new conspiracy theories? Because all the ones I know have come true. <laughs> Join me, Rhea Bo, here on Sunday Long Live Radio, live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. UK, and 9 p.m. New South Wales. I'll see you Sunday. America Nuck Radio. I would say the world's most underrated radio shows. America Nuck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. America Nuck Radio. got lots to get through and uh, not a lot of time here. So I want to go through the first two chapters of Job and then I, I want to jump to the end, okay, and, and it just show some things, right? Um, so we've just kind of juxtaposed uh, the words of Jesus onto this and pulled out just a couple of examples of, uh, and Dudley's listening, praise the Lord. He said, loud and clear, Pastor Mike, praise God. Good to have you here with us, Dudley. Uh, so let's go through this because we're we're rapidly running out of time, and I actually have more notes that I wanted to get through because uh, I could do this all day, frankly. Um, <clears throat> two hours a day of Bible study is a lot, though I will say that. Praise the Lord. Chapter 1 of Job, there was an, a man in the land of Uz, his name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Amen. Uh, the Bible also says that there is no man that's perfect. There's no man that is without sin. Right? The law hath concluded all under sin. In hindsight, though, God said this man was perfect. It is written. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels 
500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, and very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. As a rich dude, and his sons went and feasted in their houses, everyone, his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so. When the days of their feasting were gone about, the Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it might be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Praise God. I get that, Job. I do. I, I uh, pray for my sons every day. Praise God. If you guys are listening, you get to church. Come and be with us on Sunday. Praise the Lord. You guys have been missing a lot. <laughs> there we go. I just called out my sons for missing church on the show. You guys need to be in church. If you want to go find another one, go ahead. But find a good one. Go to Bethel or something if you don't want to come here. Now, <laughs> now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. All right? Sons of God, the angels. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou then? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. Amen. Peter wrote that the devil is a roaring lion going about seeking whom he might devour. Right? Uh, the Apostle Paul, when he was writing to Timothy, said that uh, people in this world oppose themselves and are taken captive at Satan's will. Amen. We're not fighting people in this world. We're not. They're, they're captive. They don't even know what they're doing. When Jesus was being crucified, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't. Amen. It was prophesied that they would be there and do it. Amen. The Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Uh-oh. God just draws attention to him. That's what starts this. That there's none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Yeah, doth Job fear God for naught? I doubt it. I, I doubt this guy. Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has and he'll curse you to your face. He just likes you for your stuff. He doesn't really love you. Lord said unto Satan, behold, the hell that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. See that? Satan had to get permission from God in order to do something to one of his people. But he still was on a short leash. Amen? There were still conditions on him. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And they were, they were feasting. They were partying. They were boozing it up. 
There came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding behind them, uh, beside them, and the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain thy servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, boy, the bad news just keeps coming, hey? There came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell on your camels and have carried them away and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came another also and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell you. Then Job arose and he rent his mantle. He tore his clothes and he shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. And said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord give and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It was always about the name of the Lord with David. It was always about the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord, the name of the Lord. They just didn't have the name yet. Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name. (laughs) In all this, Job sinned not, nor, and here it is, charged God foolishly. He didn't blame him. He didn't get angry at God. He worshiped the name of the Lord despite all this. That's a tough one. Again, chapter 2, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. Uh, I've thought about this many times and I have to reconcile with the fact that there could come a day when I get a phone call. When I get a phone call and maybe one of my sons is taken from me. So you need to prepare for this stuff before it happens. You have to have it purposed in your heart that you're going to live for God no matter what. Because I've seen other people get wiped out by it. Amen. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. There it is again, the Lord. Amen. There was always one throne with one Lord on it. And Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, from whence comest thou? As if he didn't know. Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him in the earth. Perfect and upright, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. And still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin. Yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life, but pour forth thine hand now and 
touch his bone and his flesh and he'll curse you to your face. Take away his health. Take away his health. The Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he's in thine hand, but save his life. You can't kill him. You're not allowed to kill him. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot to his crown. That would be horrible. There's no way you could be comfortable. A lot of people living in pain. And they know what I'm talking about. Amen? And Satan was able to do that. Right? If God said he could, he let him. Amen? He took him a pot shirt and scraped himself with all and he sat among the ashes scraping uh, pus and sores off of himself then said his wife unto him dost thou still retain thine integrity curse God and die so think about that you're in pain you have lost everything. You've went from being very comfortable and rich. Uh, he wasn't just comfortable, though. He was still uh, sacrificing and praying for his sons every day. He still lost them. And now his wife is coming at him. And his wife is probably coming at him because she got pretty used to being a rich woman. Amen? She, she got used to having a life of luxury, I'm guessing, most likely. And this is a hard attack to overcome. It really is. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What, shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this, and here it is, did not Job sin with his lips. He didn't sin with his lips. Amen. And I'm guessing that his wife, probably this was out of character for her. Because she'd never had this kind of adversity in her life. Think about it. She was the wife of the richest, most wealthiest man in the whole East. Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that was come upon him, they came every one from his own place. Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naamatite. For they had made an appointment together to come to mourn with him and to comfort him, which is exactly what they did not do. And when they lifted up their eyes afar off and knew him not, they lifted up their voices and wept. And they rent every one his mantle and sprinkled dust on their heads toward heaven. So they sat down with him upon the ground seven days and seven nights, and none spake a word unto him, for they saw that his grief was very great. And then finally, Job opens his mouth and bewails the day of his birth. And that kicks off the whole rest of this story. Now, there's some things about it that I did not understand. Paul quoted Job's friends when he said, he taketh the wise in his own craftiness. Because he said, it is written. And I thought to myself, how, how do you quote Job's friends 
in the New Testament, when God said, they have not said the things that are right about me. This was a conundrum to me. I didn't understand, and so I had to pray about it. And then I saw it. Then I found it. You're all looking at me like, yeah. Why? How does that work? Because through Job's suffering, and he didn't sin, he was as a lamb dumb before his shearers. Remember, this is all types of Christ. Right? Paul quoted one of Job's friends and said, it is written. I think it was in Hebrews. I'm not sure. But let's get to the heart of the matter because I did quote a bunch of stuff. Uh, little little prophecies of Christ. He treadeth upon the seas. Will you contend for his person? Amen. Let's go to the end. All right. Praise the Lord. We have about eight minutes left and then we're going to go into the ninth hour of prayer. I do enjoy having these Bible studies with you every day. Praise God. Then God shows up in a whirlwind and reproves Job. He says, where were you when I laid the foundation of the world of the earth? Answer if you can tell. He reproves Job. After all he's been through. And that was a conundrum to me too. I was like, you just allowed him to go through all this. I don't understand, Lord. I don't understand. And then it hit me. Whom the Lord loves, he chasteneth. If he does not chasten you, he doesn't love you. He didn't show up and chasten Job's friends. He had something to say to them, but it wasn't much. Whom he loves, he chastens. After all of that, he gave Job more insight as to his holy nature than Job had before in the form of a correction. Whom he loves, he chastens. Oh, praise God. That's why we read our Bible. We want to know how he is. There's a lot of people out there that they want to speak for him. Oh, God would never do that. That's what Peter did. Oh, Lord, you're not going to be despitefully used and uh, and crucified by the... And Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou savorest not the things of God, but the things of men. You see how this all ties together? And so let's go to verse 7 of chapter 42 because we got to tie this up because we're running out of time. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against you and against your two friends for you have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job has And here it is. Here's 
why Paul was able to quote them. Because they were able to find salvation through Job's sacrifice. Therefore, verse 8, Take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering and my servant Job shall pray for you for him I will accept lest I deal with you after your folly in that you have not spoken of me the thing that is right like my servant Job. They were able to get salvation and forgiveness through him. So Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naathite went and did according as the Lord commanded them, and the Lord accepted Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job, when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Do you see how Jesus said that? If, if a man, if you lose anything for my name's sake, The book of Job is about Jesus and his church. And through his sacrifice, his friends who were not saying right things about him gained salvation in the end. And Jesus said, if you lose anything in this life for my name's sake, son or daughter, mother or father, lands, Amen. Job lost everything, including his sons and daughters, and his wife turned on him, and he received twice as much in the end. And not only that, but his friends were able to come to him and be accepted by God. And whom the Lord loves, he reproves, he chastens, he corrects. That's what happened in the 40th chapter and the 41st. There's so much more that I did not get into today because I did not have time. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Praise God. He had seven sons and three daughters. And on all the land, there were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. Even the daughters were blessed. And as and after this lived Job 140 years. And he saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. Amen. The book of Job is not about necessarily what he went through. It's what he became. And it's written in past tense. And God, <laughs> at the very beginning, it is written, there was a man in the land of us, and he was perfect. He was perfect. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. That's good stuff, huh? We're out of time on American Uck Radio. That's some, uh, that's some Bible study there, huh? <laughs> Praise God. Mel, I, I got your email and I resent you the, uh, the phone number for Pastor Scott Haskins and Eugene. Amen. Did you get that, Mel? Shoot me an email or let me know in the Rumble chat. I'll make sure you got hooked up with that, man, because you are about to enter the kingdom. You're going to go further. God's been watching you your whole life, Mel. Just like Bo, just like Madeline. It's like me. Oh, God is good. God is so good. Praise the Lord. For the longest time, I had the hardest time understanding the book of Job. You know, I, I had kind of the basic premise out. Yeah, he went through a lot and he, he didn't sin, but there's so much more to it. And there's so much more than what I just got into. And Job was mentioned in the New Testament by Paul. He was quoted. He was, uh, and his friends were made clean too. And his, and their words were written. Paul said, it is written. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. They were able to be cleansed by him because through his sacrifice, God blessed the world and gave him twice as much as what he lost. It's the church! We'll be back tomorrow with Greg Meekin, so I, I assume it's going to be kind of a sillier show than today. I don't know. Stick around for Ninth Hour Prayer if you're on Rumble. We'll be back right after this. You know I like... This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5.0.